Welcome into the podcast that brings listeners directly to the intersection of sports and entertainment through the lens and incomparable style of Dick Butkus. Direct from the 312, join hosts Matt Amendola and Matt Butkus as they dive into the worlds of football, pop culture, philanthropy, and more. This is Butkus Beyond the Line. Roses are red and violets are blue. If you've got any sense, you'll keep Butkus away from you. Welcome back to Butkus Beyond the Line. Today, we are joined by Richard Dent. He's a former defensive end for our Chicago Bears, the 1985 Super Bowl MVP, and was inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame in 2011. But first, the huddle. 989, on two, on two, on two, ready? Three. On two, on two, on two, ready? Three. So I know we're in the playoffs, but there's a lot of teams that are working on their draft, right? There are. Especially the Bears at number one. And my team, Houston, uh, Texas, as well. <laughs> Thanks, Which Lovey. A little haywire move by right. Lovey Smith. Lovey wins Last it. snap of the game. Lovey wins it and then gets fired. <laughs> <laughs> Gives back to Chicago any way he can. I That's love it. That's right. Well, what do you think? Uh, so, yeah, so well, you the, know the Bears. What do you think? Should they trade? Yeah, obviously, they're going to listen and trade down and pick up some good picks or – I mean, who do you, one, you take? they got the most cap space in the league, so they got that ammunition to work with. Who do you think watching the college? And by the way, congrats, Georgia. Jeez. Gee, yeah, I know. Yeah, that was a blowout. Go, but go they're dogs. they're looking pretty good. What yeah. about you? Think Chicago takes that defensive lineman from Georgia? They could. I mean, I think Georgia could probably have finished in the NFL. <laughs> probably could have won one of the divisions in the NFL. But Maybe even beaten the Bears. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I mean, top five. Let's go over it first. So, so Chicago Bears one, Texans two, Cardinals three, Colts four, Seahawks five. Right. Now, the big question in the ownership of the the Bears is, you know, what are you going to do with Justin Fields as far as keeping him behind that quarterback, or yep. either and someone to protect him, or going for a big name quarterback. And so these two issues have been all over the internet since uh, the national championship yeah. game in, in college and how. What do you the, think uh, they should do? I like Justin Fields. I'm a Justin Fields fan. I think he's developed really well. You know, he can't run like that forever. I'm hoping that as far as his vision down the field next year, I hope they keep him, first of all. I hope they uh, do go with the offensive lineman from Georgia. And, defensive uh, lineman. Oh, the defensive lineman, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. The defensive They're also lineman. talking about well, they that... also have t they also have ten all pros on their team too. So <laughs> I'm sure you could pick an offensive line. Any of their offensive linemen are better than ours. <laughs> They're also Very talking true. about you know, like a mean I could see him if if he's in there like a mean, good offensive left tackle. Sure. You know, like someone like my old roommate Pacelli. If if someone's not that highly rated, I don't think I would I would go offensive line first. I'd probably go defense. But well, they're saying the kid out of Northwestern, true. believe it or not, he would be a homer and he's got a mean streak. That's what I've been hearing about, you know, them taking they just saw a mock draft, them taking him, right, the Georgia kid, our winner, Jack Campbell. But like really? I'd like to see Jack, the two Jacks in the middle, Sanborn and Campbell in Chicago, at the middle back. So basically, spot. I mean Ryan Poles. I mean he's definitely you know I think he's got a lot on his plate right now. I mean things to address. Yeah. One's obviously the defensive line, wide receiver, <laughs> and offensive line. Um, and Mon Montgomery last in the NFL in sacks with twenty and ninety six pressures. So worse than sacks, worse than pressures. And uh, with the worst, number one pick, worst in like offense, worst in offense. I think they did they leave lead the league in rushing just because of fields. I heard Possibly. that somewhere. Possibly they were first in rushing and last in passing. So there you go. You need to get somebody to protect them. The thing is, the advantage they have is cap space and priority in the draft. So if there's a couple of guys they can find on defensive line or a defensive lineman and an awesome receiver that they can either trade down and get multiple picks, that would be great if they have people in mind. Otherwise, you got to go for the best player on the board 
that can help them. So that would be their defensive line or offensive line, in right. my opinion. But um, I don't know. I mean, I say stick with Fields personally. I like him. I think he's uh, someone you can build around, but you got to protect him. You know, he can't run like that forever. <laughs> and it's he's amazing. I mean, I mean, worst case scenario, I mean, people are even throwing the ideas around to picking a top tier quarterback and moving uh, Fields around to a different position. I, what do you think yeah. About that? Move him, have him one more year, and if he doesn't pan out how you want him, make him a running back or a tight end, and then pick the USC kid. Okay, Caleb Williams? Yep, he's got one more year, and then he comes to Chicago. <laughs> Perfect. Because I don't know if we'll, we might be picking again number one in next year, too. You never know. What about your Texans? Love well, there's a lot of optimism for David Mills, but I just don't see that working out in the long term. So you think them taking a quarterback? You see them taking yeah, a quarterback? They're going to take. Yeah, they're going to take. They're going to take somebody. Yeah, in, in quarterback, I don't. They said the know. Alabama kid and the Ohio State kid are the top right. two quarterbacks. Yep. Shroud. I don't. Know. I don't I mean, know if are they number one quarterbacks though. Right. I, I mean, kind of, with this, with the changes that the Houston Texans have made. Coaching-wise, you know, administration-wise and player-wise, as far as, you mean, there's been open communication between the team and people like Crooks that, you know, have openly wanted to leave leave the team, you know? So, just gotta Cooks get, is good. Got to get their good. hands he's around. Talented, the- but he's still not, I mean, come on, I'm not going to break the bag to keep him. So, um, the Texans have a long way to go. And um, I don't know if them, I would, I would start with a quarterback Stroud. I like Stroud, but I still have to see him work out a little bit more. I just, I just don't know personally. So that's a pretty bold comment to, to be taking him and not being able to watch him as much as I'd like to see. So, but anyway, I like to see him pick a quarterback that they believe would take him to the next level. I just don't see David Mills doing that. So. What about your at number three? Didn't they lose their coach? Your buddy, Cliff. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yes, they're going in a different direction. Anybody with that lost their coach has a long way to go. I mean, <laughs> right. They got to come Kyler in. Murray, Kyler Murray coming off an ACL. I, I think that no one feels comfort in in Kyler Murray uh, giving his two cents to who the next head coach is going to be. So, yeah, there's a lot of turmoil in Arizona. I don't see them being in contention at all next year. You can write that down. <laughs> then number four, Indy, with uh, they is it Saturday? They'll keep him, right? Saturday went for a cool one and seven when it is and what? got outscored 80. I think it was over 80 points. So he I won the first game. Remember <laughs> at the Raiders, I think. I'm yeah, like, watch the this. They'll game. win. They'll rally right, behind him. And then, so, yeah, right. Yeah. What about Matt Ryan, bro? Come on. We, I mean, is we he done? About him and and Wilson being huge moves over the offseason. And both of us and everyone else in America couldn't have believed the nosedive those two organizations took. That was and crazy. The and the Cardinals, too. This was like a make or break for the Cardinals, obviously. I, would, I thought the Cardinals would be much better than they were this year. Me, too, especially with that receiver coming back, Hopkins. They're talking about shipping him off this year, too, as of last yep. week. And J.J. retired? J.J.'s gone. He saw the. He saw I'm the just, writing on the wall. Yeah, I'm kind of looking at the list and just picking some of the teams that I thought, you know, what Tennessee, they right. weren't, they were disappointing. They were right. I mean, Rainbow. I think they fired their whole staff except the head coach. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. I mean, it seems like Jacksonville making moves. Yep, Washington had a good year, I thought. Or even yeah, San Francisco yep. making moves in the middle of the year. Um, I don't know. I mean, Purdy and McCaffrey played really well so far. That system's very, yeah, you know, polished. It's at this point in the season. The Rams. Rams. What about that? Going from the Super Bowl to, I mean, they had a lot of injuries, but there, something's going on over there. Something's in the water over there, and I don't know what it is. I, uh, yeah, I think everyone is disappointed. <laughs> and their performance, not as many people now in L.A. because I'm yet to see the uh, the L.A. fan base really show up for a game. Even that. Remember that Monday night football game that we were watching? And <laughs> yeah. Like, 
halfway through the first quarter, I'm like, eh. yeah. Well, but anyway, yeah. It'll be a it'll be an interesting draft for sure, and well, I'm sure we'll talk about it more. Being you know coming out of Chicago for the Bears and and uh, so maybe when on our next one we'll see where we're at. We might have the fourth pick and 19 other ones. So that'd be great. But speaking about the Bears, can't wait to talk to Richard Dent. He's he was he was a badass dude. I remember I was the ball boy for them back in the day when he was playing. So he's heck of a guy, heck of a player. So and a a grown man. Yeah. Come came from a small school. So let's see what he has to say. AmericanEagle.com has over two decades of experience designing websites that produce results. Their clients come to rely on them for full line of website services, from consulting and strategy to digital marketing, hosting, and support. AmericanEagle.com is the technology partner you need if you're looking for online success. They're also the official website and digital marketing provider for the Budkus Award and the Budkus Foundation websites. And we proudly recommend the team to AmericanEagle.com. Give AmericanEagle.com a call today. One eight seven seven Web Now One. Welcome back. We are joined today by a former NFL defensive end playing from nineteen eighty three to nineteen ninety seven, most notably playing for the Chicago Bears. He was the nineteen eighty five Super Bowl MVP and a Pro Football Hall of Famer. Richard Lamar Dent, welcome to the show. What have you been up to? Well, I, I mean, I was just got in the uh, Georgia High School Hall of Fame. Well, there you go. I was just down there, you know. Uh, oh, nice. And uh, run across Hersher, you know. Okay. And, and Larry Killebrew. Okay. A couple of guys. Oh, that, is he a senator now? Uh, well, he was Herschel to be or a, but yeah, I mean, that was going on. <laughs> he was but, talking about but, vampires. <laughs> <laughs> I was, it was. It was funny, you know. Because, you know, Herschel was like the number one vote getter. I didn't know he had 45 touchdowns his senior year or some shit. I'm like, that's outrageous, you know. But he was two years, but he was two years, you know, younger than me. Okay. And Larry and I uh, end up at Tennessee State together, you know. But it was a track meet back in 78 with Herschel and Larry Killebrew in the 100-yard dash. You wouldn't believe this, but right, Hershey was Hershey was a sophomore. Larry was a senior. Wow! Right. So, and you have this track meet, and you and you're looking at these two big guys, you know, two thirty five, <laughs> two forty, right. big muscle guys, you know, and Hershey thoroughbreds, thoroughbreds, really. Hershey got in, and he took off. And you know, Larry's behind about seventy. But when he hit about seventy. Larry had basically caught it and just kept going right on by him. There you go. It was 10 flat hundred. (laughs) Okay. 10 flat hundred. So so I was giving Hershey a lot of shit about it. Right. And and I'll show you the pictures. (laughs) We up there, so I'm giving him some shit about it. And he said, man, that that right there, you know, it made me run fast and fast. This big old guy could out fast, you know, could could outrun me. You know, so it, it, it was a, it was a nice moment there, but you know, it, it's, uh, I mean, I'm in the Georgia Hall of Fame, but this was their first time nice. having the high school Hall of Fame and, and didn't know so many of the kids and so many guys that, that's from the state that was there, just kind of listening to some of the numbers and yardage and like, you know, it, it, it was kind of amazing. Yeah. So that was cool then, you know, being at home there about a couple of months ago. Richard, yeah. Richard, are those yeah. two of the best athletes you've ever played with? Who's some of the best athletes you've ever played with? Well, it's only been one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Walter Payton. Yeah. Oh, there you yeah. go. Yeah. Well, I mean, I if agree. I'm on a team. We've had his know, son on I the mean, show before. He was great. I, I, I just, you know, a guy asked me, saying, what team you played on that you feel like who was on your team that was better than you? I, was, well, I could say, you know, only Walter Payton is the team that I've been on. <laughs> that, you know, last, last I know, but. You can be great, but you have to make your teammates great. How can you, you know, get a guy to feel and do what you do, but in his way? All what you're trying to do is get him to pick up the pieces 
and mm-hmm. everybody got pieces out there. And when you pick those pieces up, then you become whole. Now you become doing whatever it is that you want to do out there, you know, yeah. demanding, you know, the field. And, and when I had a chance to get Fridge out of the backfield <laughs> and shit and get him <laughs> on the line, and, you know, because he was, you know, rotating in and out, you know, you really just don't get the chance to work with each other. So mm-hmm. we know each other. And uh, finally I got that and I was like, look, William, look, all I need you to do, we're right here. Yeah, we can be on the hash or we can be outside, in the middle of the field. All I need you to the numbers. Yeah. Numbers, anything outside the numbers, you ain't got to worry about. <laughs> but from that hash to that numbers, that, that's all you got to cover, brother. You cover that. And I got the rest. I got the rest. <laughs> yep. You don't have to worry about coming this way quick. Right. You know, just fight. Just, just figure it out. Yep. But that other way, you, you know, everything is going to be end up going that way. So it's going to be a block down or a reach or a double. Block down, reach, double. That's it. Just keep yeah, thinking now, about that. And when you can come out of your stands and knowing what you're looking for, shit, you can hunt. You know, uh-huh. you can hunt then. That's right. how you hunt. You know, otherwise, it's, it's some guys you see some stances, uh, Hicks stance. You know, that's a to me, that's a tired stance. That's not... Let's go get it. Okay, that's 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 a tired stance. Right. When you light on your hand, you look like you're going the other way. Right, like you're about to pass pro. Right, you can't. That is not the aggressiveness, you know. But even with that, you know, to say football itself, you know, how they're taking the defensive ball player, they're taking the aggressiveness from the defensive ball player. And in college, man, they're knocking the shit out of each other. I tell you, I was looking at. <laughs> The boys, they ain't playing. Yeah. They ain't playing. <laughs> Seriously. I, I mean, yeah. these kids, they're putting it on you in college. Yep. I don't see that in pros. A lot of people think college is more exciting to watch. Well, you know, I'm not a big college guy. You know, yeah, I kind of get it. You know, it's like when it's times, like, you know, world champion baseball. You know, when the champion, then I watch. Right. Otherwise, I don't count. It's 180. <laughs> 180 games. 100, shit. Right. Just tell me when, when it gets to the playoffs. <laughs> when, it, when, when it takes, you know, when it takes five games to figure out who, you know, who, who wins, it's like, right. hey, well, let me know game four. Right. You know? so, right. But, uh, but yeah, college is, is to me is very, very aggressive than what their future to go into the National Football League. What kills me are people trying to take the head out of football. And when you take the head out of football, then yeah, how can you do that? I mean, that's the largest thing on top of your body. Yep. You know what I mean? Right. So right. I can't, we're not saying tuck your head down, but to me, if I can put my face in something, then that should be okay. If my face mask from the top of my helmet, right where my guard at, where it said Adidas. Right between uh, the eyes, a little, right, bit, right up a little here, bit above the eye. That, that, no, with this, right, just, yeah. but, but it's my face. Not the top of my crown, not yeah. the top of my forehead, but my face. If I can put my face in there, if I'm not allowed to use that, then what they should do is just take the face mask off and let them play. <laughs> they said take and, the helmets off, too. No, Some I people said, too. They, no, just change the helmet style. It don't have to be so hard. Please the plastic stuff like they got on now. <laughs> right. Okay, but I'm just saying take the face mask off. You cannot, you know, it's like NASCAR. You know, shit, people go around there. Everybody like it, but because they can't go do it. Don't want to, but like watching it, right? For sure. Right. It's football is the same thing. It's just like the kid the other day, you know? A freaky fall, hit, oh, the, lay yeah, down. Yeah, we talked about that. All that, you know, I mean, that that situation. With the Bills. I've, I've, I've had that happen, you know, several times, you know, but it didn't do that. You know, knock the air out you. Right. You know, when you land on top of a person, you got to understand that person become the ground, right? Sure. <laughs> So when you hit that ground and if your force is on top of that person, when that person hit the ground and you hit the ground, now that force is coming back up mm-hmm. through that ground, through that person to you. And your force is going down. So you got two forces going at once. And if it's in a sensitive area, you know, you're in trouble. You're going to be hurting. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, yeah. I thought the kid had... Uh, you know, he hit him around the neck or something. I thought right. his helmet broken, broken collarbone. Oh, yeah, that's what that's what I thought it was collarbone. Because when he hit him in the chest, 
it slid up his chest. Then when he twisted him, threw him down, you know, your butt hit the ground, but your head is still standing there, right? Mm -hmm. And now you're coming down on him, right? <laughs> and your body is pointing up. So that body is shooting, is yeah. shooting back up to his chest. Or I thought maybe, you know, it bit his tongue or something like that may happen. Right. You know, um, and offensive ball players, you know, they can be as aggressive as they want to. They come right they, before they hit you, they're they, dropping they, their heads. They're dropping their head, they're <laughs> stiffing, they're doing everything. But a defensive <laughs> ball player, see, this is this. I mean, when you look at the guy, you can see that he was looking, trying to see what he was going to do. And to me, he was in a stand up position. He wasn't in the position of crouching and saying, I'm getting ready to make a lick. Right? Because when you want to make a lick, your body comes down, you get some bend in your knees. Okay? Otherwise, you're watching. You, you're doing what we're doing. We're watching. Now you're trying to make a decision. What you should be doing is reacting. See, when you react, I see it, I got to go get it. I ain't got sure. time to think about it. I ain't got time. Anytime you are looking, it's frames that's lost, you know, and it's leverage that's lost, right? And it's just about, you know, what that offensive ball player want to do with you. You at his mercy. I mean, Walter used to do it all the time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Walter, fake you left, fake you right. Oh, you ain't, oh, so you ain't taking nothing. Okay, boom. Yeah. <laughs> right in the chest. <laughs> yep. Right in the chest. Right in the chest. So that's still okay, I think. I don't know. Who's the toughest player you ever played against opposing uh, on the opposite side of the line of scrimmage? Office inside. It's a kid. I was afraid. I, I wasn't afraid of him, but I found out, you know, he was, you know, struggling with some things because, you know, when you play and you're saying that, you know, we're going to take this here right outside the field here, you know, after the game. Oh, outside. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. So when you play like that, it's like, you know, someone's trying to take your career around. I mean, out. So it was, uh, I'm struggling with his name. He played in Cincinnati. No, not Cincinnati. With the Cardinals. Uh, from USC. No, no, UCLA. Ogden? No, it wasn't Ogden. No, Ogden no, was no. a big boy. No, this was, this was way before Ogden. Time. I'm trying Ogden, to, Ogden yeah, I'm trying to. Uh, <laughs> gosh. UCLA. Uh, Louis. Is it Louis Sharp? Louis Sharp? Louis Sharp. Is that, is that right? Could be. We got our analyst on it. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Louis Sharp. Yeah, I think I I'm on it. I'm on it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, well, no, that's uh, interesting. Partners. Yeah. So we were, uh, you know, so he started diving, you know, at my legs as I go by. Well, cutting you and everything. Yo, well, I don't mind you trying to cut me because I'm not going to be there. So to me, I knew I was quick enough. If you cut me, that's my fault. Right. Okay. <laughs> that's the way I look at that. I mean, a cut. I can time, I can see a cut. But trying to cut me as I pass you, you know, that's, that's, <laughs> right. that's, that's a little bit too much. Yeah. Right? So if, if I slow up a fucking bit, he's there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Louis so Sharp, 13 I, Louis years Sharp, right. in the league, three-time you know, Pro Bowl. Right. So Louis would be, you know, he'd be spitting. He had this look. First round pick, 13 overall. I'm sorry, no, 16 overall. Yeah. And, and Louie had some, you know, drug issues and other little <laughs> things there that, you know, in his life. I think he ended up spending some time. But, you know, he was a good ball player, but he was trying to, you know, like, really, well, intimidate, but maybe he was trying to take intimidation a little bit too right, far. Like hurt you. So, and at that point, and it's early in the game, look, I, I, you know, at that point, I'm just coming straight to you. It, it, it ain't, I'm not going around you. Right. It's time for us to, you know, to <laughs> engage. Dangle. It's time for us to engage and dangle and let me wear some of this shit off your ass for right. a minute. That's, you know, to me, it's like, hey, I look, the game is second right now. You know, I got to beat this man down. So then get to the game. Right. Beat him down some more, then get to the game. Yeah. With, however, whatever he, how he was responding, you know, it wasn't part of the game. Right. <laughs> so, so you have to deal with what you got to do with, then get to the game. Right. Right. So yep. that was. Uh, yeah, no, that's that interesting. Early, that was early in my career. But, you know, hey, and when you play St. Louis, oh, shit, it was on. It was fight. All, every time we play them, it was a fight. Wow. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know, who wants to be Chicago's second city, I guess, right? <laughs> right. I, I don't know. I guess that's why. I didn't get that until, you know, you know, <laughs> right. until a while. I'm like, why, why? Then when we go there, we stayed in the hotel. We had to stay in the lobby. We didn't get a room. It was a preseason game there. Yeah. We played there. My first year, I believe, my first year, <laughs> we played. Everybody sitting around the lobby and, you know, we had some rooms to get to something to eat or whatever. They wouldn't pass out no rooms. That's pretty crazy. <laughs> that, that's crazy, wasn't it? <laughs> Tell you, but yeah, that was that was one of the guys, man. That was, yeah. you know, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah. no, that's but, interesting. But, you know, uh, uh, playing with Jimbo Covert, you know, practicing Jimbo Covert, and I, and I practiced with a guy named Steve Moore at uh, Tennessee State that who came out with mm -hmm. me. Steve was. Like six six, three oh five, run the forty and uh five flat, you know. One of those and, guys. and from Memphis and he still is the highest uh draft pick out of the swack out of a offensive lineman. Uh, he uh -huh. he was third he was third or fourth round pick yeah. offensive lineman in eighty three when I came out. And where'd uh, he go? He went to the crazy boys that we beat in the Super Bowl. There you go. <laughs> Right. Patriots. Patriots. Right. So and that was so funny that, you know, we both come out and then we end up, oh, yeah, end up meeting up in the Super Bowl. Playing against. So yeah, so and I'm flipping side to side. He's playing right tackle in the right. Super Bowl. Okay. He's seventy six. He's playing right tackle. So when I get over there, you know, it's you know, and I'm getting that oh, like old time, huh, homeboy, like old time, like we <laughs> yep. we were so I mean it was so funny, but we went out to dinner. And uh, we was loose as a cannon, but, you know, they coach had them all tied up. Yeah. I remember being had, down there. Yeah, they had them all tied up. I mean, he was like, I'm like, man, what? Well, you know, Dickie had said, look, if we get there, no curfew, everything cut loose, you know, 2 o'clock curfew on, I think, Friday or Saturday night, something like that. I remember coming in a lot later than that, seeing a couple guys. Marjoram was wandering in at like six a.m. and but he, he, you know, you know, it's a blessing to play the spot and have two guys that you grow up with, sure, from college and the pros. That was to me the best two tackles I ever faced. Wow! Period. Mm -hmm. Best two tackles, and, and bless his soul, uh, he. He retired from um, the Patriots, came back to uh, Memphis to get in the real estate business. Him and his mom and, and end up somebody snatching up the gold off his neck and shot him. And, and, and you know, so he died many years ago. But, uh, but they used to call him House. So if you remember when, who's that, Howie Long and them, when they got in that fight on the sideline, when they won that year. Right. When the Patriots won. I don't know if you remember when they was in a little fight or something like that. So the players on mm -hmm. the Patriots team was telling Howie to get back over over 76. So Howie was going down the line, you know, picking guys. Right. Right. And, and, and the, the Patriots guys were telling him, no, no, go over there with him. Go, no, go get on Steve. And most people think, you know, this guy's big. They think he, this man, it, <laughs> He's, he's no he, joke. Right? He ain't no fucking joke. I'm, I'm telling you. <laughs> and how we found out he wasn't no joke. Sure. And how right. we didn't, and how we didn't come back over there. So the team, <laughs> so the team was kept bashing Howie. Where that's how the fight started. That's how right. they ended up having the fight after they beat the uh, Raiders. Right. Then they went to uh, Miami to play. But yet, you know, a guy like him and a guy like Jimbo Covert, you know. Yeah, we had Jimbo know, every, on. Every time you play a game, and I mean, Van you know, it, it's 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 uh, now Van Horn was again. You know, that that's the guy that I wait to come out with. That's my. I don't go out until he go out. When he ready to go, then I, then we go. I'm a, I'm gonna wait on him. He <laughs> last me and him, the last man coming out. <laughs> yep, he was he was on here. He was he was fun. That's my guy. Yeah, yeah. But it you know it just made the game easier to me. You know yeah. when you got somebody like that, you know you can't read or stand certain things to me. You know I'm I'm playing more in my head more than I'm playing physically. Mentally mm -hmm. I'm I'm at 80, 90% and, mental, and physically I'm just moving you know, because I know where I'm going and I know what I damn near know what's going on. You know, so I'm not wasting no energy. I'm being energy. <laughs> I'm taking right. it away and I'm getting it done. And at some point 
physically, you know, you can come out there, you can come from a college league and, and you come in and you have all the speed and physicalness to, you know, and, and, and to not lose the ability to react. When I say I see ball, get ball, you know, I, I ain't got time to go, hey coach, I saw some shit. I'm, you know, I think y'all paying for me to be out here to get it done. You know, and, and Justin Fields, I think that's what, the kind of system that I see that he should be in, that the guy has feelings, we all do. It's just some people don't react on him, you know? And when you get him, you gotta get it. You gotta get it done. You get it done and then they keep coming, they keep coming and before you know it, you know, you got yourself something. Mm -hmm. You know, at the end of the day, like I said, you know, having a guy like Fridge come along and, you know, you know that that guy is gonna take two guys to block him. Steve on the other side, shit's gonna take two guys to block him. <laughs> shit, every, shit, that's yep. four. You don't have Dan, five. Yep. Like, I'm like, okay, well, you know, well, Dan, you know, you, you know, I mean, again, you know, could have two guys blocking him, but but again, if you got three guys on the line, that two of them got to take six. <laughs> you know, do the math, right? You know, everybody else. Yeah, is we winning. had we had Jimbo Colbert on the on the show earlier right? in the season. He was talking about one of the funny slash craziest things he's ever seen. And it was Didka having to apologize to the quarterback, backup quarterback, before the quarterback would go back in the game. Yeah. I think is, that was in is, Arizona too. He said is there any, Rusty Lish or something wouldn't is there any he was a religious any, uh, guy and he wouldn't that was either funny or kind of crazy that you remember that you just kind of can't get out of your head. That's just kind of you laugh at sometimes. Yeah, that was uh that was a Monday night game. <laughs> was it? It was a Monday night game that was in San Diego. It was San Diego and uh, both quarterbacks were winning. Somebody got hurt. Oh, well, somebody got hurt then. Put Rusty in there and, you know, Dick is calling him. Oh, I think he yeah, I think he called an audible. No. Because oh, yeah. Yeah. Jim was saying Mike well, didn't like yeah. audibles unless yeah, it worked. Right, right. Yeah, but, but he also called him everything <laughs> in the world on the sideline. Right. Before the fucking audible, you know, right. <laughs> he, that's what he just, I used to love when Matt come off the field and, you know, he didn't call a timeout. He called him everything. Like, All right, coach, we got five seconds to get a play. You got to play. Otherwise, shit, I, I'll just call something. I'll walk back. So, you know, he always kept him in line. Look, we got a timeout. We got 30 seconds here to figure a fucking play out. Let's figure right. something out here. Not sit up here. You don't cuss me out. Now, let's shit. Let's let's figure something out now. Or I'll call you it. Know, fuck it. I'll call it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll start walking. No, 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 no. Well, shit. <laughs> so <laughs> reverse psychology that Mac would put on him all the time. I would have loved that. I looked about him. But, yeah. but anyway, this time, Rusty was, um, yeah, he 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 was been calling motherfuckers all all night, <laughs> and before you know it, it's like the referee said, uh, "Coach, uh, get your quarterback. Where's your quarterback?" And I'm like, "Okay," and he's sitting on the bench. He's sitting there with his leg crossed, <laughs> took his fucking helmet off, <laughs> took his shit off, and put it down, and leg crossed like, "I'm done. I'm finished." <laughs> <laughs> right, so. So he's sitting there saying, I'm done. I'm finished. I, I can't, I can't deal with this. I can't, you calling me names. I got people chasing me, people hitting me. This is too much. <laughs> he's he looking, this is too much. I just can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. I'm triggered. I can't, he's triggered. I can't, I, trigger, I, I can't, I can't do this. I can't do this. This is too much. So now Dick could go to his knee. So he go to the knee. And we we're like, oh shit. He's begging this dude. <laughs> Oh shit! And he's like, ah. and Dick was like, "Look, I promise, I promise." I want to, yeah. And Mac was on the phone screaming, "Put him on the phone! Put him!" in oh, Dick is on his knees. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> so we're we're cracking up. And he's, he's, he's look, I promise, I won't yell at you anymore. I won't call you no more name, but we need you. Uh, you know, I had a little stutter in his voice. I, 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 I might, I might can try if 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 you promise that you're not gonna, you know, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, "Well, yeah, okay, okay, uh, okay, 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 okay. I'll, I'll, I'll give it a shot. Okay, okay, okay. I'll give it a shot." <laughs> and this was the third time out. A so quarterback he, that so, stutters. That's yeah. So that's uh, interesting. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> he, he didn't really stutter. He just 
repeat things a lot. <laughs> right. You know, like, so, okay, you know okay. he, that's the way he, where he kind of like, you know, he'll say something, he'll, he'll back it, he'll follow and just say it again. You know what I mean? He's just kind of, you know. <laughs> that was just, just how he was. He's just, yeah, he's kind of nerdy. He's kind of nerdy guy, but, you know, you know he's kind of in his space. But, you know, he reckon, uh, he recognized conversation, whatever it may be. Sure. But, you know, I didn't have a problem with him, but, you know, but uh, he, so he's getting ready to go on the field and, this is the white line, so this white line, so we walk into the and walking on the field from this way. And right when he got ready to get up, I mean you look back and see now you promise you ain't gonna yell anymore. Right? <laughs> that was the funniest shit. I mean, he right when he stepped on the white line, he stepped on the white Came line look and back. he looked back, had the helmet in his hand. And he looked back at Dick and said, Now you promise you ain't gonna yell anymore. Right. <laughs> Before he put that fucking helmet on, <laughs> right before he got it, yeah. I promise we would. So Dick said some things on his breath while he was going out there. Sure, and he was gone the next and, week. And, 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 and no, he wasn't gone next week. So oh, okay, okay. We was on the plane coming back, and Mike come <laughs> down the plane. You know, he come down the plane. You know, wobbling, and and uh, my man is sitting there reading the Bible. You know, yeah, that was what Jimbo he's said. He's reading the Bible. He's he, he came up here. He's, and Dick said, "Look, I don't know what you're reading, but." I hope you can find a fucking job in there. <laughs> so you're fired. Boom, right there. Said that to him right there on the plane. Coming back. <laughs> Yikes. I don't know Have you ever what seen like, anything like that before? Have you ever seen like that before or anything after? To me, it was crazy when I went in the locker room, the guys used to smoke cigarettes and shit. That, that was like crazy. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was yeah. like, you know, my rookie year, I'm coming up like, I think somebody's smoking in here somewhere. Right, yep. Look at that smoking at halftime. You guys coming off the yep. field. I remember oh growing God. up, Dang. used to see Vlade Divac of the Lakers be smoking <laughs> smoking cigarettes yeah. at halftime. Smoking camels in the back. Yeah, yeah. And then they have it in their finger. Yeah, buddy, they, no, they blocking down right here. They doing that, they're just in there. Yeah. Look at what is what? this, man? I'm like, what the fuck is this? There's the pros. <laughs> so my dad that used to. That's the pros. That's yeah, that's what my dad used to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, buddy, they're coming down that way with it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my God. That's what my dad said when he would, you know, when he played on Wrigley Field and they had to paint the boards green and right? and their, their locker room wasn't as big as right. the basketball team couldn't mm-hmm. fit in there. And then training camp you could bring your dogs and mm-hmm. and Doug Atkins had like a Rottweiler and he'd get them on like a towel and swing them around and it was just <laughs> chaos and my dad was like, like this is the pros man. I guess this, this is what happens this is what they do I guess yeah, yeah. good stuff yeah. so what are you doing today well you know I've always been an entrepreneur at heart and this is where I tell kids that I grew up with uh, seven brothers and and uh, one sister. And, uh, you know, my dad back then in the mid-60s, he thought he had the next Jackson Fives, you know. <laughs> so kind of started on the stage early in my life yeah. know, with, with my brothers. Most of them was musicians. And I was the, probably the only one that played sports out of the first, you know, I'm, I'm number six out of nine. I had three younger brothers. Yeah, you know, we had a band. So, you know, you had a band and we used to, we used to do did you talent. play any did you play any instruments yourself? No, see, that's where I was lost at, right there. No instruments. <laughs> that's all right. Yeah. Uh you know, I could I could sing a little bit of background sing or play the bongos or something like that. Or like they say, shake that uh, tamarind. You yep. know? <laughs> hey, that's a job. You gotta shake it. Shake that. <laughs> Someone's gotta do it. <laughs> but uh you know, we used to have talent shows in our backyard, you know, and and for me, you know, I was the larger kid out of all my brothers. So no hand-me-downs was working for me. And my <laughs> folks, hell, I mean, they, they, they couldn't afford it anymore. I mean, I'm number six, you know, and I'm number six out of every other year, okay? We had seven in a row, okay? So they just didn't fit. So, you know, you know your folks can't afford certain things even. You know, the lights was out sometimes, you know, finding different ways to keep the house warm. And, mm-hmm. You know, the struggle of, of just trying to live and, and hold what you got when you see those things and, and you, you know, you know, what can you do? You know, 
I, I tell people, I mean, in, in the fifth grade, you know, I was, shit, I was working. I was trying to, I was working around the clothing store, just bagging, just doing whatever I could do. And by the time I got to middle school, I was, uh, yeah, I mean, I would tell a lie about my age because I was a pretty big kid at that mm-hmm. time. Yeah. And I showed my brothers, I showed my uh, son today, uh, these times now, you know, I guess when I started, you know, at 12, you know, 11, 12, 13, because my mother used to do my taxes for me, right? So my mother used to do a lot. I mean, she, you know, she cooked, did hair, did people taxes. You know, she was a maid, she was a nanny. You know, she she worked for uh, uh, white people, Jewish people, you know, she worked for a lot of people. People always loved her, took care of her very, very nice. well. You know, my father was there too. He's working too there. So, but when you see that and you're like, okay, well, I got to get out here and do something. So I was with my brothers for a while, but, you know, they wasn't really making no money. <laughs> right. You know, when you look at all that and you split it up, like, oh, shit, this, you know, I can do better just working with my mom at the church on Tuesdays and Thursdays, you know, and kept, you know, then do a couple of uh, uh, parties, you know, that she catering parties or whatever, and doing something like that. And, you know, I got, kind of got into cooking and catering. Start working for all the fast foods, you know, restaurants, you know. So I've had worked in that space before I finished high school. By the time I got to high school, I was still working and they had cut out eighth grade football and I was going to play eighth grade football when I got in eighth grade. But I was in seventh grade. I was like, well, shit, you know, I'm making money. Just keep working, you know, keep doing my thing. So when I was in eighth grade and I get in ninth grade, so I'm saying, I play on now, making some good dough now. <laughs> Actually, I went out for golf in, at ninth grade. Went out for oh, golf because wow. my uncle named Rabbit he caddied for Gary Player for sixteen years. Wow, my mother's brother, and uh, he kind of you know early kind of taught us about you know golf. We used to fish and hang out over at East Lake Country Club. You you know jump the fence and we can see the people coming. We get our fish, jump. You know we have the have the fence ready. You know. <laughs> Guarded, no barbed wires. You right. know, we have sure. structure. <laughs> so <laughs> the spot we're going over, <laughs> the spot we came over, the spot we're we go going back. back. Yep. <laughs> right. Do so, you still do stuff like that, Richard? No, no. Fishing, I, golfing, and cooking. Do you do you enjoy those things I, still? Do you is, it, is that I, something you still? You know, some that my father, some of my father, you know, used to uh, take us fishing all the time, man. And you know, you have to have that license to fish and. I enjoyed doing it, but I had to do the cleaning of it and the gutting of it. You smell like a fish for three days, you know? Of course. I'm like, man, I'm tired you of shit. Wear the, you got to no. wear the special right. glove, no. the, the, no. the, the metal glove. Hey, that, that odor got you from everywhere, dude, let me tell you. man. So I got tired of that part. So, and, you know, I, I fish every, every now and then. I fished with Jordan not long ago, a couple of years ago. I hadn't, been, I hadn't been fishing in so long, but we was out on the ocean and, and I, I caught something for everybody else. So everybody was upset, you know, but like, well, Hey, you know, got a big, so, nice guy, got a nice tuna there. Like, skin that took it home with me. Cooked it. Definitely. But, but I actually know. got a question from a guy that Matt and I work with Patrick. He said, uh, is the sack man still friends with Michael Jordan? Yeah, of course. Yeah, that's my, he said you guys were pretty, pretty good friends back in the day. And he was like, I said, is there any questions that you have? And he's like, does he still hang out with MJ? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's uh, godfather of my kid, so, you know. Oh, wow. Yeah, so, you know, he's responsible. If I love you, he got to make sure they're all right. We, we we both got some God, baby. We both have some grandchild, I should say. You know, he's he's got a, a granddaughter, and I have a grandson and a granddaughter now. Now your boys in high school here playing? Uh, yeah, I have one finishing uh, Stevenson High School right okay. now that uh, he didn't get enough things, you know, coming his way to be be looked at. I think he still need that one more year to develop, you know, and and uh, I think he's going to be a, a force to uh, play with. I really I like for him to play basketball. I mean, he I know he could be a hell of a. Just hey man, you know you can make. $30, $40 million just being a hell of a basketball player playing defense, right? Because he can stick. He can stick. You know, he can wrestle. Uh, he's 6'5", about 195. Uh, he playing wide receiver. He run the 200, 400, and nice. do the high jump and long jump. And uh, runs uh, four, five, four, six right now. So Thanks. he's only 17. So 
like I was saying, you know, when I came into high school, you know, I wanted to play, but, you know, I was afraid. You know, I used to play with my brothers and buddies on the street all the time, and I'd play in fullback, and I'd be running out and running fucking guys over. It, it was people get fucking hurt. I'm just trying to tell you. It wasn't no... It was no, no joke. No, it was no fucking joke. I'm serious. Man. All down, all downhill all, running. All here. downhill, real deal, real, real deal. Real man, cement. Man. Real, right. Real streets. <laughs> real, real grass. <laughs> you know, but uh, so then you know, like everybody, you, you, you kind of shy or, or afraid, you know, to try your goal or try to do something that you know you envision yourself doing. So one of my buddies who lived a door from me, his father was a minister and. He was in the band and he was graduating in 76. And he said he's going to go out for football. I said, boy, yeah. he said, then we made a bet. I told him if he go out, I would go out. So that would have been my sophomore year of me coming out, his senior year going out. And uh, so we both went out. The bet was, I mean, all he wanted was a, a senior jacket. He wanted to get laid before he left high school, right? <laughs> so he got laid. He's still with that woman today. He, he's the minister <laughs> of the church. He got, there you go. yeah. So they still together today, as of today. And my thing was to go out. So now he comes out of his house. My house is one house over. He come in, He comes out of his house with his band uniform on. He come to my house to take that shit off, to go out the back door. So we did that for the whole year, right? Because his folks didn't come and watch him march. Cause right. He's a senior. Right. You know, they didn't watch the march, you know. I thought he was <laughs> Right, right. So so he did that, and that's how I got out on the football field. And I got out there and, you know, wasn't, to me, wasn't nothing special, just trying to figure out what I want to do, this, that. But, you know, I'll tell you a story that, that you ever got caught in a spin and end up running the wrong way. Oh. Like Jim Marshall. Running, well, I haven't. <laughs> I'm a, I was a nose guard, but. uh. Not that I can remember of, but you know it's it's real easy to it, sure it, it, you just start running. A, no, no, I I've guy, seen I a few a guy people that we played with named Lenny, and Lenny was a hard nosed linebacker running downhill, and he did. He got spun around, caught the ball, and started running the wrong way. So that's when I was, you know, right behind him, you know, trying to track him down. But yeah, same idea. I mean, it is easy to get turned around. And uh, I, fortunately, <laughs> no, I know ne- that never happened to me, but I've seen it happen. I've been there and it is wild. It's wild. <laughs> it, 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 had, it happened to me in high school where I, I basically picked up a ball. I'm going to pick it up, pick up a fumble. And when I picked it, guy hit me and it spent me. And when it spent me, it spent me to you and you running that right. way. I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> so I take off. I'm thinking I'm running the right way. You know, I don't know. Because I really don't know where I'm at, but sure. all of like well, shit, you know, I guess I should run from you than to you. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, like so I'm just guessing that maybe I should be going away since you coming to me, right? You got two guys coming at you like, well, shit. Maybe, maybe. I should I didn't know, you know. Right. After I turned look, shit, I kept going. I, I didn't even look back no more. <laughs> and you scored? And I scored. <laughs> you scored, scored nice. Scored for the other team. <laughs> scored for the other team. There you go. We lost by seven, I think. Oh. <laughs> oh. oh, no. Then, then what about I, the Bears offseason, Richard? To, How do you think the Bears are going to do in this offseason? What do you think should Bears should do now? <sighs> That's a... Mm, I think that, uh, you know, I don't know what's out there. To me, it's always good right. to have two quarterbacks. It's nice to have competition. See, competition makes your team great. Yeah, it makes your team better. Goddamn right. Competition, not that, you know, I, okay, I don't need a first pick, but somewhere in there, I'm going to bring one. I got to. I have to. Why I'm bringing along one? Fuck, let me bring along two. Sure. It's a no-brainer. You know what I mean? It's not to put you on notice to say, hey, just in case. It's always just in case. This is not a guaranteed job. Mm-hmm. I, I always have to what? Have something in the chamber. Now, if you look at San Francisco, they have to be blessed right now. They lost two. Two quarterbacks. And here they got the kid here that played at uh, Iowa State that, right. came, that have came mm-hmm. out of a pro facility. A pro offensive run. You look at how he looks and see it. Look, bam, gone. 
look, bam, gone. <laughs> when you've been through it and you know, not looking, let me see what else I'm looking for. Let me see what I can force into it. Let me see what I, you know, what's, that ain't creating enough. To me, Justin is looking too much. Yeah. Okay, he got the time to get rid of the ball. Either y'all, either they're not running the routes or the offense is not set for that. Right. But you got to set the offense for that. You got to set them up for five yards and shit. They off seven, eight yards. Hey, let's throw some hitches. You know, let's run some reverses. Like, you know, if you're going after the, you know, the best athletes that you're going after when you get, you know, you fuck around, they may, they, they might mess around and have three first round picks. Who knows what kind of picks they could have? Second rounds. Yeah. You know what I mean? Hey, I'm going to cover myself. <laughs> I'm going to cover myself because I don't have it right now. Do I? Yeah. I got two other quarterbacks. What do I have? You know, I got somebody that, that's filling the suit up. But I got to find somebody, you know, that can that take can the suit. Can make a difference. Can, yeah. That can make a difference. And more than anything they need is, you know, some offensive and defensive line. Now, I think that he's going to go to Kansas City. There's two kids over there that they can't sign both kids. They might can sign one. But uh, it's two kids that he drafted over in Kansas City. I think the center... A guard and somebody else. I oh, can get yeah. two that, that pick one of those guys up. Pick, oh yeah, he's gonna pick one of those guys up if he don't pick both. Right. You know. But you know, you need some offensive line. Definitely need and some. And you line. need some defense. All line. starts up front. It's, you need some defense line, but along with that, you need that game breaker. I forget what game that were. Was it in Hawaii? Kid from Illinois. He was he was from uh, Oregon. Yeah. A little a little wide receiver or something. He's from Chicago. Let me tell you, man, if I keep lighting their ass <laughs> up. Yeah. I think they lost. Was it Noah's was it? Noah's No, he's on offense. He's no, yeah, he's offense. He's the offense kid. Yeah. yeah. He he was a you know, slot kid. He's in the slot. But he was lighting them up. I mean, that's you know, they need that. You know, I, I think that you can go heavy for them, you know. Game changers, game makers, playmakers. I look all over defense. You know, right now I think they're solid somewhat in the secondary. I think they need to get solid from that linebacker down. Anything yeah. I'll tell you, you know, let's see, Laquan got his money. So, That's you know, bad. so I was wondering, like, you know, everybody said that the Bears gave him, I heard the kid wanted 20, 20 a year. Look like that might be what he got. He got a hundred for five, right? Right. I don't know where he got up front, but at the end of the day, that that comes out about that. That's what he wanted, and he went over there and become you know number number one man over there too. So <laughs> you draft a man in first round, mm-hmm. you're not sending out the right signals right now. I agree. That's not the right signal. Where you you draft me first round knowing. Right. When I draft you first round, I'm saying, look, we're going to get eight years at least together, okay? Sure. <laughs> we It's a guaranteed eight. Even if you suck, it's almost right. a guaranteed and eight. And he did what he was supposed to do. He did what he's supposed to do. It was there, and they might not like what took place. You know, him want to represent himself. Hell, I did the same thing. Yeah, I had a person there, but I wanted to let them know that, you know. Sure. Yeah, it was You're- like, hey, Walter was making 1.2, I said, well, shit, I want to make a million because I think I'm second on this team. They said, hell, McMahon's second. I said, ah, maybe in your eyes, not in my eyes. <laughs> See, Mac was making eight, I think, at that time, eight or nine. Oh, I was supposed to say, no, no, buddy, I'm not going to do that. We're not going to do that, you know? So I had to show them. I had shown them that I was worth that the year before. Mm-hmm. I only played 10 games. And got 16 sacks, and up 17, and have a one when, at, when when I started to play on those last 10 games. Mm-hmm. The only person that got 10 in three games. Okay, so you know my guys was you know they they didn't want to move, and I started, and they started incentivizing me as of incentives. So I started picking shit out of my hair, instead throwing them on the board, throwing darts. Okay, oh, they was biting. I said, here we go. All right, we're biting on the darts. We're getting something done here, right? <laughs> right. And now we we got that and put one in there for Super Bowl MVP. Didn't think about that would happen, but, you know, hey, fuck, hey, it, it might. Let's put, well, let's put a big one in there. For that. Okay, bam, got that one. The big dart in the middle. The big, the big dart in the middle, right? 
Yeah. Hey, hey, all I need to do is do my job. Richard, was sure. that your proudest moment to be the Super Bowl most valuable player? Uh, my proudest moment to make that contract work oh, I mean, at that time. You understand that all the odds was working for me, but yet working against me. You got to understand, my first year I didn't play much at all. Didn't play for one game, last game. Second year started at game seven. I had one sack going into game seven. End up with 16, end up with 17 and a half, right? Yep. And didn't get anything for it. You know, didn't get defense player of the year, didn't get defense lineman of the year. Right. Didn't get nothing. I'm like, well, you know, well, shit. If I'm leading the league, I suppose to get some kind of acknowledgement, right? <laughs> you would think. You would think. <laughs> didn't get shit. Didn't get no acknowledgement. Okay, we went on the playoff. We kicked the ass. We lost the championship game. Come back next year. Do it again. <laughs> Right. Lead the league again. Now I'm starting all games. But back to that, that situation before the next season was that, you know, at that time I was playing in my option year. I was making 90 grand a year. Wow. Shit, Super Bowl MVP. I put that there. It was three times more than that. Sure. So I made a million dollars just in incentives. Now they like I said, so the next year flip around, looking out now, let's keep all of the incentives and let's start talking about, oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, we we see that. Okay, I I think you see that. Right. <laughs> After I done got it out of your ass. Right. You know, but I had to get it out of them. And the way I got it out of them is put it there. And when we played the San Francisco game, that's when Dicker got drunk and everybody, we went out there and kicked their ass the year after they beat us. Right, I remember that. That game was the, was the game that my attorneys come to me and say, okay, everything's locked up. I, after I told them, make it retroactive. I said, now we got him. I said, okay, go make it retroactive and let me know when it's ready. So he come back to me that game, that time. And that was the, like, I'm like, oh, this is perfect. Okay. Now let me just go to work. Right. So I went to work at that point. But, uh, you know, and there was, you know, it was team things too, things that the defense could do, the team could do, that I felt that I could help players on the team Help me accomplish these goals. Sure. And accomplish their goals too. But, you know, to me, being able to look over there at old and say, hey, man, what you feeling? You want to flush you or you want me to flush you? Right. But both of us can't come around this corner of this damn quarterback and run into each other. Sure. So you have to plan that shit. You, you have two guys come around that corner. The worst thing you want to do is run face to face or knee to knee with another man 300 pounds pushing you in the back. That ain't no easy shit. I mean, it, it's, it's right. you know, you can bust your whole kneecap. A lot of shit can happen it, it, around that that little corner. So that corner, I like to try to be in control, even though if I'm running, even though if I'm moving 100 miles an hour, I still have the ability to be able to rack, you know, make some mm -hmm. kind of movement. But with him coming, if he's sharper than me, or if I'm just not as sharp, then I'm going on top of him. Mm -hmm. But if I'm sharper than him, we're knocking the shit out of each other. And, it, and this shit ain't going to be, this ain't going to be good. You know, because we out of control. Right. We out of yep. control. So I just started saying, hey, man, look, <laughs> all right, you want to go tight? All right, you make it tight this time. You keep it tight, meaning you can't go out there fucking wide. Right. You got to come off that corner and you got to make that shit tight on that corner. Sure. Where or, now, you do, or you do it. No, no, because now I'm going to take a wider rush. Right. I mean, I'm going to take a wider approach. Right. Just in case he's flushing. But I'm gonna keep it tight enough where he can't come my way. Right. He's got so what when you go tight, we asking him to bail. Right. When he bail, I'm right there behind him. Right. Or or vice versa. When I tell him, look, I'm gonna be tight. I'm flushing his ass. Right, that's flushing. what I meant. That could you be switched his, it off. Well, that could be me going inside. Right. Going inside of the tackle. Or him mm -hmm. going inside the tackle. So yep. like, hey, you take the two way. I'll flush. Okay, I'll step back then flush. You know, and as of ends, that's what you have to do. And tackles, you know, you those guys just got to have somebody staying in the middle. Somebody right. in the middle. Somebody, or we just say, everybody stay in their lanes. It's a tight uh, throw here. Let's everybody stay in their lanes. Let's get our hands up quick because it's going to be a short throw. Yeah. A quick throw. So, you know, if you be smart about it, you know, you don't have to be so out of win, but yeah, you know, you have to, you know, if you become a student, then then you become a hunter. You know, yep. you, got, 
But if you don't become a student, I guess you can yeah. hunt. There's only so many <laughs> things you can do in certain situations, you know? Well, yeah, and, and you got to, you, you know, the name of the game is when does it start, right? right. I mean, the hit, the whatever it may be. To me, in my head, how can I get ahead of the start? So to me, I, I got to know you. So first of all, I'm looking at you all week in practice or on film. Sure. You know? I generally know my man in about, 10 or 15 minutes. I know his stripes, I know what he's about. Next, I'm looking at the next guy, and I'm looking at the next guy. You know, so I'm scrubbing data all day. And now I'm learning about the offensive coordinator. I'm learning about the head coach, right? Things that they like to do, things what they want to do. Sure. What are they doing out of certain formations? Yep, tendencies, tendencies and all that you stuff. You gotta get all that. But then now you gotta put that shit to use. Now the clock starts. You know, so when they come out of that huddle, you know, if they got 15 seconds, all right, I'm going to sit there. Well, if they come out of that huddle with nine or ten seconds, shit, mm -hmm. I know it's first or second sound all day, okay? Sure. You come out yep. at one digit, I know it's first sound. So I'm taking off. Who's the most influential coach that you've had in the past? Well, I think that, that would be Joe Gilliam Sr. You know, Joe Gilliam, a quarterback to play for the Steelers. His father uh, coached me at Tennessee State and how they, I tell people how you take two and you give two back. It's just like everybody run that Veer Reed all the time, right? Yeah. You know how to, uh, somebody, I think the 49ers, somebody beat the Cowboys up with it bad, the number 11, the defensive end. And he never gets off the line of scrimmage. He stays on the line of scrimmage, but they run this Veer on him. Well, if you stay on the line of scrimmage, you're farther away. Sure. So we Not able to reach. Not able to reach all that way. Well, it's moving fast. It's moving away from <laughs> you. And that hole has become big quick. That is going away, right? So because if you take two steps across the line of scrimmage, then I can react and play ball. But see, he kidding. he's reacting out of his stand looking up. He didn't take two steps, right? See, so if I can take two steps, if somebody come to cut me, I can watch you back off. I what? I mm -hmm. just gave you two steps back. Where are we? Back at the line of scrimmage, right? Yeah. So it's always good to take two steps right. and give it back if you want to. Right. Yeah. Not to just shoot a gap, shoot here, shoot there, you know what I mean? So to me, it's, it's take your two steps, move that line of scrimmage back, okay? Oh, y'all want to run back under me? Okay, I can squeeze back, right? Or I can move on down the line of scrimmage. But I got to start by what? Taking two steps. Going forward. And I got to be able to react to what I see, not just standing on the line of scrimmage, watching that veer. While I'm watching it, my feet hadn't moved. Everybody else moving. There's no way I can get in there. There's no way. And the other part of that is, why should I worry about in there? Fuck, it's a tackle in there. It's another tackle in there. It's a linebacker in there. It's another line. Yeah, it's five, four, give me four guys in there. That ain't my job. Right. Shit, that's, that's their job. See, and that's where, again, you know, <laughs> I, I tell people, I was telling Williams, so look, fuck, we got three, you got three guys there in front of you. Fuck, they can't, we don't need to be rushing that way either. Right. To stay on our side. <laughs> to me, I'm like, hey, you know, you run veer on me. When you pass that line, when you pass that ball to the uh, fullback, I'm going to be right there in your face. Every time, right there in your face. So I want you to go there and let your coach know I'm on my job, okay? Yep. Because to me, when you run a bootleg, that's that's no respect. They say, you know, you're a dumb guy that you're not there, you're not doing your job. Right. You know? And to me, that is like, that's my job to hold his end down. My job is not to, you know, get on off tackle on the other side. My job is not inside tackle, inside guard on my side. Right. My yeah. job is right here, my tackle and outside. So I don't stick my nose in there in that business. I just <laughs> come down. You know what I mean? So why, why rush yourself in there? And I try to tell these kids, they jumping in there trying to jump down. I mean, man, look, you got eight teammates in there. Yep. Keep your ass out here and hold down the edge. It's right. your time is coming. Right. One day, right. <laughs> right. When it starts going in there, you know there's going to be a play yeah. coming. And then your teammates going to be pissed off at you when they, that ball come around. They're going to be looking at you. <laughs> like, God damn, you know, second move, you know, you all on my back, diving right. on my back from outside and not even checking yourself outside. Just do your job, man. Do your job. So. Stay in your lane, I say. <laughs>
Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Everybody's staying their own ways. Right. Well, man, it's been great. You know, we've both been doing some traveling, so I know, you know, I yeah. wanted to finally thank you for coming on and Yeah, we've been we've been trying to <laughs> we've been trying to get it for some time, you know. Yeah. After some of the stuff that I got coming on, I mean, uh, that I'm promoting that's coming on, that uh, we're we're not quite uh, there yet, but we're getting very, very close that I may come back. Yeah, come to, back uh, on. We always uh, come invite. Back on and uh, talk to you guys about. Uh, it's, it's a remix. There you go. It's a remix of the Super Bowl Shuffle. Uh-oh. Uh -oh. Nice. It's, it's a remix, but it's it's it's. Are you on the mic, or you're not allowed no, to tell no, us? No, we on. It's 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 you know helping helping the young youth. That's awesome. That's what right. it's, it's, it's. That's awesome. Super Bowl Chef is going to help the young youth, and and we got a re, we got a remix that that we're working on. Nice. We're going to be shuffling, so we're going to help that. Let the shuffle crew send out a message for the young youth, and and uh, I think it'll be fun. That's awesome. Well, thanks a lot, man, and we'll have you back on. All right. Thanks, man. Thanks, All Richard. Right. Have All a good right. one. Take care, man. You too. Thank you to Richard Lamar Dent for joining the show today, and thank you to my co-host, Matt Amendola. Follow us on our social channels listed in the show description and thebutkusaward.com for updates on this podcast. If you're interested in purchasing number 51 merchandise, please go to dickbutkus.com. Be sure to follow this podcast on your favorite podcast platform so you never miss an episode. This podcast is brought to you by AmericanEagle.com Studios. I am Matt Butkus, and we'll catch you on the next one. AmericanEagle.com has over two decades of experience designing websites that produce results. Their clients have come to rely on them for a full line of website services from design and development to digital marketing, hosting, and support. AmericanEagle.com is a technology partner you need if you're looking for online success. They work with clients in nearly every industry. They also are the official website and digital marketing provider for the Butkus Award and Butkus Foundation websites, and we proudly recommend the team at AmericanEagle.com. Give AmericanEagle.com a call today, 1-877-WEB-NOW-1. That's AmericanEagle.com, 1-877-WEB-NOW-1.